This portion of the Voices of Highland podcast is brought to you by Bailout Escape Rooms, located in downtown Highland. If you're looking for something fun and unique, check out Bailout Escape Rooms, where they have themed rooms full of puzzles and clues to solve in order to escape the room in one hour. To book your adventure, go to bailoutescaperooms.com and see if you have what it takes to escape. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Voices of Highland podcast. I'm your host, Frank Lipsky, and along with me, I have my wife, Gina. Hi, Gina. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited. Um, during this whole COVID-19 thing, we've had to limit using the studio, at least as far as guests uh, coming in to keep our social distance. And so we have a guest via telephone today. And our guest is Angelina McLaughlin Heil. And Angelina is the owner of Highland Music School uh, here in Highland. They're located in part of the old Wix factory. So Angelina, how are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Again, thanks for taking the time to uh, join us. And it's been kind of a crazy time, right, with all this stuff going on and the uh, quarantining? Yes, definitely. Everything's unusual, out of, out of the ordinary for sure. Yeah, and we'll get into some of that, I'm sure, here as we go, because all the business owners here and really everywhere are, are struggling, I'm sure, uh, with this situation. So we'll dig into that a little bit during the interview. But why don't we start with just uh, telling the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started in music? Well, I come from a musical family. Uh, we all took piano and, you know, started at age five. Uh, all of us had instruments that we played, five kids in the family. When I was in fourth grade and growing up in Alton, the public schools offer uh, stringed instruments and band instruments. And I chose the cello because my older sister had already been playing the cello, and when she would set it down from practicing at home, I would grab it and play what she had just played <laughs> after watching her practicing. So I was already in love with the cello, so I was so happy to get to, to play that in public school. Um, so I didn't have private lessons, which is what I do here now at the music school is teach private lessons. I didn't have that opportunity until a few years later down the road where I was, uh, received scholarship from being in the Alton Youth Symphony. Um, I did an audition and got scholarship for private lessons. So that was pretty life-changing for me to get the private lessons because uh, I needed more of a challenge than what the school was giving me. I was, because I was just so into it. Not, you know, I was just so excited by music and would practice so much. In high school, we moved to the Chicago area, a town called Highland Park, <laughs> which is so funny that I lived in Highland Park and now Highland. And up there, their music program was amazing and really challenged me. I was able to do choir up there also. And, you know, we did lots of competitions. And I had a really great cello teacher up there. So then with my grandfather's help, who still lives down here, uh, a little back there, my grandfather, he did work for the original Mr. Wick uh, and credits with him and was an origin builder for Wick's family. So my grandfather helped me audition at FAU Edwardsville and I was able to get several scholarships there for music to be a music teacher and then I lived with my grandfather while I was in school which was a huge blessing because uh, he it was music all the time with him and he really mentored me and supported me so then after that I, I was teaching I've, I've taught public school I'm a big believer in public school music programs how important they are they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for public school music programs. I've taught public school for oh, about 12 years. I did 
uh, all over. I taught in, in Ferguson. I taught in uh, Waukegan, which is way north in Illinois. I taught in Edwardsville the uh, bulk of my time, spent seven years there. I taught high school and elementary school, and I really loved it. Um, and then I was able to get a full scholarship for my master's in orchestral conducting. So after that, I really wanted to do something a little more flexibility because teaching public school, especially high school orchestra, was so time consuming. I was missing out on any time with my two sons. Um, this arrangement I have now, even though I'm owning my own business and running a nonprofit and still doing uh, paying for weddings, I have a lot more free time than when I taught orchestra at high school. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I can understand that. So when you started the music school, was that sort of your first move into entrepreneurship and actually owning your own business? When I was in college uh, and my undergraduate uh, lived with my grandpa, he always was his own business owner. And um, he taught a lot on how to run my own business. I did teach private lessons while I was an undergraduate. So I, it was just a little side job, you know, um, part-time thing. I had some few students, you know, $5 a lesson kind of situation while I was an undergrad. But also, it really uh, connected. I was able to start networking with other teachers that mentored me. I can't say enough about the mentors that I've had. They've changed my life so much. And um, music teacher friends. And sadly, a couple of them already passed away, but they made a huge difference in my life. I, yeah, I was able to start teaching back then. So I already knew kind of how to organize. And then when you teach public school music programs, they do give you a lot of autonomy on how to set things up. Um, so, you know, in my grad school, I took curriculum classes. So I felt pretty confident on how to set up my own uh, music school. So you had mentioned that the idea of providing private type lessons for kids that really wanted to get more than what they were maybe getting at their school was always something that was important to you. Was that kind of what led you, along with the, the, some of the freedom that you can get from owning your own business that you talked about, but was that really your main goal, was to be able to be the person that's providing that thing that you wanted so much when you were a child? Uh, yes, I just knew how much of a difference it made for me, um, and as far as motivating me to continue, uh, not be so bored you know, with what the classroom level was. And I, I had wonderful orchestra teachers growing up to Larry Krabs, who I now teach his, his granddaughters, which is so so special to me that I'm able to do that. They did try to offer, there's always extra things that the teachers do, you know, so on ensemble contests, things like that to incentivize the kids that need more challenge, you know, but there's it's just the time that they're so busy, you know, there's only so much. So the, the private teachers really supplement that and really can help support the program. So I, I did want to be able to accommodate the individual students, which you can't really do in a large group setting when there's 50 kids in your in your music class. Um, you know, because I can make the curriculum the best for that child. So if they're having struggling, uh, maybe just reading notes, I can, uh, you know, focus on that. If they're having trouble with playing in tune, I can focus on that. Things that... Uh, the large group field band teacher or orchestra teacher might not always be able to do. So I really love that I can do that by really, uh, you know, fulfilling the child's individual musical needs. And I enjoy that a lot. Angela, let's switch gears a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your business that you run here in Highland. What services do you offer and things like that? 
well, we're, we're pretty new still. Um, we had our ribbon cutting, you know, a, a year ago, December. What we're providing is high quality teachers. Uh, all of the teachers are Illinois certified teachers, have music education degrees. Almost all of them, except for one, have master's degrees. So I think that this area, Highlands, really understands the importance of education. And I wanted to really have a high bar for the faculty that I allow to be teaching here because I'm a firm believer only the best for our children. You know, if you want someone that hobbies on the side, you should try the other music stores. I wanted to make really set that apart from the other music stores that are in the area that offer lessons. So I'm keeping that very high standard. And also uh, we just provide one-on-one private music instruction for ages four through adults. And they are uh, different instruments. Every teacher has specialty instruments. So I teach the bowed stringed instruments. That does not include guitars because the guitar does not have the bow. I do play guitar a little, but I, I again, it has to be really high levels to be a teacher <laughs> for my own standards. So I teach the bowed stringed. And then we have a jazz piano teacher. I'm very excited about just started Miss Pauline Stark, who has been the pianist Friday evenings in the world's restaurant, Michael's Jazz Piano. She is just fantastic, and the kids just love her. So she just started. We have a classical piano teacher, Linda Plant, who's about to retire from Edwardsville Public Schools, uh, and the kids just love her, too. She's the, the sweetest person. So she does the classical. We're hoping to expand to do organ lessons also because she's also a trained organ player. We have a voice teacher that's just incredible, Caitlin Hadler. She is a big part of the Hard Road Theater Company here in town, um, has a master's in music. Oh my gosh, her voice is just so angelic. It's gorgeous. And for students to be able to learn from her, I, I'm just jealous of that. <laughs> I want to take voice lessons from her too. <laughs> and uh, then we have a trumpet instructor, Charles Prager, who is a a local band teacher, a town over, uh, and he's a fantastic trumpet teacher. He played through high school until his college years with the St. Louis Youth Symphony Orchestra, which is one of the top groups in the area. And he teaches my own son trumpet, and my, my son is just doing so well learning from him. He's doing a great job. And we also have a flute faculty, Teresa Colton, who is a fantastic flute player and did her student teaching here in Highland. So she's Uh, very established, also has her master's degree and is a fantastic teacher. If you have a child that wants to to start at your music school, do they have to have experience or can they come in just without having musical background? There is no experience necessary to start lessons. So that's the wonderful thing about having private lessons is the teacher will, you know, design the curriculum specifically for that child. And so wherever that child is at, uh, level-wise, age-wise, they'll start right from there. So is there a weekly schedule? The teachers will uh, schedule a half-hour lesson once a week. And then the child, uh, with the help of the parents, will practice at home, whatever the teacher uh, requires for the home practice time. So Angelina, you had mentioned that you were from Alton, and then you kind of spent some time in the Chicago area. Did you come back to Highland prior to starting the business or was your intention to to come here to start the business? I really had 
the intention to move to Highland because of the wonderful school. I, when I was teaching at Edwardsville, we always were looking at the test scores and we'd always see Highland way up there and it would surprise people because it's a small town. So I took note of that. Um, of course, my own children's education is priority. And so when we moved, my kids are in the Montessori, things like that. We wanted to have good schools. And I knew that Highland had wonderful schools and a wonderful music program that my kids would be part of a wonderful art program and just the community itself is so fantastic. And then we do have family in town too. So it was just a, and my, my husband really loved the town also. So we moved here for the school specifically. And then while I was here, you know, it's always, well, how can I be of service? How can I contribute? Just brainstorming from there. But I was actually still teaching public school when I we moved here. So you had said your ribbon cutting was about a year ago, and obviously I'm sure starting the business and that whole process in your mind and all the things you have to do to get things going was even more than that. So you've been at this a couple of years, and you had mentioned that uh, you're at the old Wicks factory, and that's a a really cool building that's kind of being um, redone. I know Jennifer, and um, they're redoing that whole thing and have a lot of different vendors. What actually drew you to that building? I'm kind of interested because I'm sure a lot of the listeners want to know with all the cool stuff that's going on up there. What what kind of made that the, the perfect location for you? Right. Well, I was kind of, I was brainstorming um, if I should start a school or not. I had a couple of students I was teaching out of my house with no advertising, just, you know, word of mouth uh, kind of thing. And so I was really feeling like the doors were starting to open. So I went to, I was trying to promote my uh, string quartet. I played with a group called the Indolfi String Quartet uh, out of St. Louis. And uh, it's a, an award-winning wedding ensemble. So I went to the chamber office to really try to promote that. And the chamber, you know, they were saying, oh, you know, you should go talk to Jennifer. She's opening a big wedding venue. And so I called Jennifer. Of course, she was so welcoming and gave me a tour. I mean, her vision is amazing. And I would mentioned, oh, I was thinking of, you know, having a music school, uh, you know, just a little area where I could teach lessons and have it be professional. And at first, I wasn't thinking of having faculty at all. I was just thinking it would be for me to, to have a more professional setting. I walked around, and she kept saying, how about this room for a, a music school? This is the be a good room. I guess she, was just, she was so funny about it. And I was just thinking, like, yeah, really? It would be. You know, she heard me say that. And, yeah, yeah, she is, she's got such a great vision. So a couple of rooms we looked at, and I was thinking, okay, yeah, that would be good. And then we went to the old paint and staying room. And I just love the windows in here. Uh, and it's a long room. So I thought it would be perfect for having little recitals. And uh, of course, it was full of filing cabinets. And what happened was um, she didn't charge us any rent while we were fixing up the space. So it took me a lot of friends and hiring some professionals with electrical updating um, and about three months or so of lots of scrubbing. Uh, and to make it uh, what it is. And I, I'm so proud of how it looks. I just love it. Um, so many people helped me with it. And um, the the, grand, the baby grand we had uh, donated from a church in St. Louis, Third Street Baptist. You know, just people were coming by and giving donations. I just couldn't believe the support. Uh, we got a, a player piano donated to us. The Wick family, family themselves came over and donated a lot of things to me, parts and cabinets. And 
uh, they were happy that they were still doing music in the building. And it was just so uplifting to have. And oh my gosh, it just warms my heart even thinking about it. <laughs> the amount of support from the community. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely something that, you know, I'm sure it goes on in a lot of communities, but it's something in Highland that's just been amazing. I mean, even as, as you were telling your story, Gina and I were looking at each other here, you know, when we started our business here in town, the escape room, it was the same thing. There was a lot of construction there was a lot of things we were doing and it was just amazing. All the people that are willing to help, you know, to help a business get going and to be part of it. I just think it's a testament to this wonderful community. I'm so happy to be here. I'm definitely here long term. <laughs> so on your website, we saw um, something regarding a music garden. Can you explain what that is and, and what that all entails? Yes, well, that is a new program we just started this semester. The instructor is Heather Netmeyer. She's an amazing, wonderful teacher, a highly trained musician. And the music garden classes are, are for uh, the, the babies. So it's basically the first introduction to a, a structured music class where they begin ear training. It, it's, a, it's an amazing thought to think that um, that babies, you know, toddlers, two-year-olds could have ear training. But, uh, you know, for musical instruments, that's really what it is. And that's how it's a little different from the other mommy and me uh, music classes. It's very, it's a very structured with intention. Uh, so that I've attended the class helping with my niece, and I'm so impressed by how how she uh, organizes the classes. And it really is a, a doorway into uh, starting piano at age four or something like that. So the students, the little children, get used to the routine of coming to music class and listening to music and uh, you know training their ears. So that's also a, a once-a-week class uh, for parents to bring their uh, babies to, I think it's through age five, to come to, to music time. So if someone has a child that they want to enroll in that program, how would they, do they contact you directly or do they contact Heather? They can do either way. All of the faculty are independent contractors. So yes, I help with the, directing the school that they have a lot of autonomy and I want to make sure that they felt respected and that it is their basically their own business within the business. A lot of musicians are called freelance musicians, so it just falls into that category. They they can make their own schedules at their own rate. If you communicate with me, I will reference you directly to the faculty member. So if a family has children that they want to get started but they don't have any musical background, do you, when they contact you, do you figure out how to, where to place them and what program they would fall into? When parents contact me, they always have an instrument in mind. Sometimes I'll give some advice on um, this, you know, age range, things like that. Uh, for instance, if they're age five, they can't start trumpet lessons yet. So I would direct them to try piano uh, in start the musical training with piano, which easily transitions to any instrument. But uh, usually the parents, you know, of course, know best for their child, and they'll they'll have the ideas of, of, of what instrument they want for their child. For me, as a bowstring instrument teacher, I offer a free trial lesson where the kids can come in and try all the instruments. Usually the parent already says, we want them to play violin or, you know, cello or something in mind, but it, the free trial um, 
acclimates them to the school, uh, has them, uh, you know, we can meet each other in person, and then they get to see all the bowed stringed instruments. The other teachers, they just start right into uh, the lessons because, for instance, if your child is taking flute and band and you want them to have extra challenge, the parent will call and say, I'd like to set up this instructor. Usually there's no other uh, demonstration class or the parents usually have the, the directive when they call us. That's a great idea. I can see, like you said, if the student's already using the instrument, or they've been playing at school, you know, they're just looking for the instructor. But that's a great idea for the children that haven't really picked up an instrument yet. They can come in and not only see what the school is like and what it feels like being there and meet everyone, but it also, like you said, they get the opportunity to touch and feel and see what these instruments are like. Yeah, that's very important. I mean, that's for their overall education, too, not just to help them choose which instrument they love the most that they'd like to, to start on and learn. And we always hope that it's a, a lifetime learner, you know, that we always hope that when they start, as music educators, as when they start, it'll be something they'll pursue uh, learning into adulthood so they, they have that instrument as adults to be able to express themselves and uh, have a out, musical outlet and, uh, you know, join a, a muni band or a community orchestra if they wanted to. So, Angelina, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced as a business owner? I definitely would say, uh, because I've, I, I've grown so quickly for my own, uh, the string teacher part of the, the business, uh, my accounting has, <laughs> has, has uh, you know, I, I setting up a policy on how to make payments, um, having that be very clear with the, the parents or the player, um, adult players. You know, that has been a challenge for me that I'm learning along the way how to do things, how to structure that. Yeah, that's definitely, as an entrepreneur, you know, trying to figure out your workflow for billing and payments and accounting definitely can be a challenge. So it's good to hear that you're working your way through that, though. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to establish a system. Um, I've established now that, that the second child is at a discount for the, to help the families with multi-children, that, you know, multiple children that want to take lessons. So that's just me personally. You know, the other faculty have their own systems. Um, yeah. But learning, learning that has been, has, because it, we, I grew so quickly, I'm up to 30 students now. So just keeping, keeping up on that has been a Good learning experience for me. So, Angelina, can you tell us a little bit about your non-for-profit, the Edwardsville Community Symphony? Yes, I'm. I'm very excited about that. Uh, of course, as a teacher, you, you know, I always wanted the, the continuation of uh, to be able to play music for my the for the community. I have a master's degree in orchestral conducting, and it was a little hard to uh, find an outlet for that. So I decided just to start my own orchestra. Uh, this area does not have a symphony orchestra until you get to Belleville or Alton. And those are very old, long-established symphonies. So since I have a lot of connections in Edwardsville, I was able to put together a board. I, I seriously went to a bookstore and bought starting a nonprofit for dummies and, and read that uh, and was able to... Uh, establish now our third season of the symphony orchestra of um, the several of the band teachers here in Highland play in it musicians from the area that are professionals 
play in the group. It is on the only paid symphony orchestra group in all of Southern Illinois. And I am one of two female conductors in the state of Illinois for a professional or community orchestra, according to the, um, the Illinois list of symphony orchestras. So I, it's a great honor to me to get to, to be part of that. And my board is just amazing. Um, the players are amazing. <laughs> and we provide free orchestra concerts once a month in the summer in the park in Edwardsville by the library. Uh, last Sunday of the month. So we do have our next schedule all set up and on the Facebook page. And fingers crossed that we will be able to play music and help with the healing process from everything going on for the community to come and listen to some beautiful music. We always feature local soloists, local talent, and there's so much of it in this area. It's, It's a wonderful thing to come and listen to. Can you talk a little bit about your wedding quartet that you'd offer as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that that's something I've been doing since my undergraduate years. Debbie Hafercamp is the manager of the Landolphy String Quartet, and she's one of my mentors uh, that helped me uh, be the teacher I am today, the musician I am today. She's a wonderful lady. So she runs the String Quartet. We've had uh, six years running as Best, best String Quartet, um, according to the Knot which is a wedding venue site. Uh, it's K-N-O-T, the not. <laughs> and uh, we play for uh, wedding ceremonies, receptions, uh, and it just adds so much to the ceremonies to have live music. I'm a big advocate for live music during your wedding because it just sets the mood. Uh, it makes it so much more beautiful. Uh, you know, we sit in the corner and we play before the wedding starts and then during the ceremony and then as the guests leave. Uh, it just makes it really classy to have a string quartet there. And uh, we have a huge variety of music on the website to choose from. And you can also do different size ensembles. If you wanted a trumpet to play, like on Handel's Water Music or for the um, Mendelssohn here, comes the bread, da 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 da, you know, add a trumpet, you can do that. You know, it's, it's we, we're very flexible to whatever the bride's vision is and making the, the day perfect for the bride and groom. Well, that sounds great. Well, we will definitely, we've kind of hit a couple of different websites, Facebook pages here. We'll put all of this in the show notes so that the listeners can get to any of the things we've talked about. So Angelina, we know that COVID-19 has changed our, our way of doing business these days. How are you dealing with the COVID-19 and how has that changed your business or affected your business? Well, it definitely has affected the business. <laughs> um, so right now, the teachers are all using online platforms from their own home. So they're not, there's not even the teachers coming here. I'm the only one that comes to the music school right now. Uh, You know, there's really great video apps that you could use um, that are free so that we can see the, the child at home and still be practicing with them and helping them learn and stay motivated during this difficult time. That's great. It's, it's good to see business owners. I know we're all, like Gina mentioned, we're struggling to find ways that we can still provide our services to our customers and, you know, do that in a safe way. So glad to hear that you guys are able to do that. Yes. So Angelina, it's wonderful to have this type of resource here in in Highland. You know, everybody says, oh, it's the kind of a small town mentality. I mean, and to be able to get high, high quality music lessons uh, like this here in our town is just wonderful. So thank you so much for 
doing everything you do right now and bringing this business to Highland. Thank you so much. I'm, I have plans for the future. I'm really happy to be here in Highland uh, as a parent and as a business owner. And uh, thank you so much, Tina and Frank, for taking the time to talk with me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So uh, as we close up here, what is the best way for everyone to go ahead and get in touch with you as uh, it via your website or phone? Go ahead and give that information now uh, for our listeners. Uh, we have a great Facebook page, Highland Music School. We also have a website. You can fill out the contact form on the website. Uh, you can message me on the Facebook. Uh, and uh, my phone number is 618 791 3992. And I will talk to parents about, uh, you know, what their child's instrument needs are or the best thing to start. So I have a lot of experience with as a parent and as an educator uh, and I'm happy to give advice. And I do just think that music is such an important thing and can really enrich a child's life and, and is an important part of their education. Definitely agree with that. Thank you so much. So, Angelina, thanks again for coming on the show. If there's ever anything we can do, uh, feel free to reach out. We'd love to help other business owners uh, like yourself, and hopefully we can all move forward, especially uh, in these current conditions. Yeah, thank you so much, and I definitely am happy to work together, uh, and I'm so excited to get to try your escape room whenever all this um, is, is done. Um, and learn more about what you guys are doing. But I'm just so happy that you're doing a podcast for Highland because I, I just love this community. And I think there's so much here that is uh, interesting to people to learn about. Well, Angelina, it's been great having you on the show. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you. It's been an honor talking with you and Frank. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.